You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, friends? Brian Fanzo, iSocial Fans here. And, you know, we are three months into the podcast and beyond excited about what's to come, some of the things that we are working on. Also excited to kind of continue to push uh, the envelope and, you know, really focus on evergreen content and also continuing the education because really, let's face it, what we what we kind of knew three months ago uh, is is definitely changing, uh, you know, today, and and I think that's kind of the beauty of this like you know ever evolving space, and it's really why for me this episode uh, is one I was excited to kind of deliver because I'm going to talk about the three by three by three, and actually at the very end I'm going to give you like a bonus three um, that is really fits into the strategy around NFTs around collaboration, even like one of my favorite gifts that I made uh, for. Uh, you know, my profile photo was actually blending three of my favorite NFT projects together with Crypto Dads, Bubblegum Kids, and uh, Secret Superlative Society. So we're going to get into this kind of like breakdown of the three by three strategy. But remember, it's really important to not only do your own research, but find things that make sense to you. So like, I'm going to explain to you the my the three, three, three different aspects. And it's actually using the rule of three in three different ways, actually probably a fourth way. But think about that in your strategy and your world. So it's less about taking my exact strategy and more about figuring out what makes the most sense for you. And so the first three that we're going to talk about is the, the three wallet strategy, right? And so for me, you know, security is, is the main focus here. And it's also a little bit about mental health and mindset. And so funny enough, you know, for me, having three wallets, one of the reasons that it's valuable is that it mitigates a single point of failure, which means if I get hacked, you know, if I, if, if someone, uh, you know, gets a hold of my wallet, they don't get everything I own, right? And, and it's really three NFT wallets and a fourth cryptocurrency wallet, right? It's kind of the, the setup that we have here. And I'm going to kind of break down that, the reasoning for that, but it's also because when I, ha- when I open up certain wallets, I want to be able to like kind of view what I have. And sometimes it, when you have everything in one wallet, it can be a little bit overwhelming. Even if it's only like five or six NFTs, if three of them you're going to hold forever, and then three of them you're looking to kind of, you know, hopefully find the right, you know, ride the momentum and get rid of, kind of seeing all of them, like the trends of all of them together can get a little bit much. So for me, I really break it down to three different types of wallets. One, which we, we consider a minting wallet or a burner wallet, which is the wallet that I'm going to connect to most websites. If I'm going to buy an NFT, if someone wants to do a giveaway, I'm going to use this uh, wallet. And, and that's one that you know, kind of works well for that. And then a second one is, what I, you know, is my HODL wallet or my, my really my holding wallet where 
hey, I love these NFTs, but there's probably a good likelihood I'm going to put them for sale or I'm going to use them. You know, maybe I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give them away. That wallet is kind of like my intermediate wallet. And then, of course, my third wallet, which is more like the diamond hand wallet, or we could even refer to it as like, that's my cold wallet, right? Like that's the, the Ledger Nano X that I use. Um, and it's not, you know, fully connected to um, the Internet. It's the ones that are worth the most, but also the ones that I know that I'm never going to get rid of are, are in that wallet. Now, this might sound a little bit even more overwhelming because you're like, wait a second, Brian, does that mean I need three computers or three devices? Well, if you had three devices, that would probably help in this kind of scenario. Even, you know, an iPhone and an iPad, even though the 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 some of the wallets aren't made like um, UI wise for your iPad, they can still be used um, for your iPad. But the way that I actually do it was I actually created my three wallets with three different browsers. So one in Chrome, one in Brave, and then one in my Firefox browser. Um, I will say the one that in the Firefox browser, I removed that from the browser now. And that one actually really only exists um, on my iPad. But that's, that's one of the big differences here. And I, and I got this question a lot. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a couple more episodes real soon on more of the security components here. But, you know, if the, I say three wallets, it doesn't mean three accounts in one wallet. And so what I mean by that is I have three seed phrases for three different wallets that I'm using in this, in this use case, and even a fourth one for the cryptocurrency one that I'm using. Now, that sounds like it might be a little much. And so maybe for a lot of people, you know, I would say if your collection is under, you know, dollars $30,000 worth of NFTs, maybe it's just a two-wallet system, right? One that you might connect to websites a little bit more uh, liberal with using it, like not having to like overly concern every time you click on it. And then one that you keep that it, that has most of your NFTs in it. Like maybe that's the, the two-wallet system in there. But really, I want you to think about that in like just what makes the most sense for you. I'm a big believer in not using security for security's sake and not just doing this just because. So like, my setup right now is I have my minting wallet in my in my Chrome browser. I have my holding wallet or my HODL wallet um, on my Brave browser, and then I use my Ledger Nano X um, browser, which is connected to my iPad. Um, that that wallet is um, is kind of like the that diamond handing wallet. So that's that's the first of the the three by three by three. The second in the three by three by three is. Um, minting or buying three NFTs at once. Now, just like kind of the last three buy, this actually is for two reasons. The first one is from a strategic approach to our NFTs and like what, you know, what is the way that we kind of um, look at them in our wallet. And the second one is actually helping us to um, understand the importance of liquidity and kind of check ourselves if things don't make sense. And so I'll start with the latter and then go the other way. You know, for me, if, if I'm going to buy a new NFT for my own personal wallet, right, a little bit different than our collection, but for my own personal wallet, I want to make sure that I own, that I have enough ETH that I could buy three. And if I don't have enough ETH to buy three, now I really have to question, is that one worth it? Because it's going to take up more than one third of my liquidity, right? See what I'm doing there? So it's almost a little bit of a checks and balances on like, okay, should I buy it because I can't buy three? Now, it doesn't mean I always buy three NFTs, but I have run into the mistake of not doing that, right? And you might be wondering, like, why three? Well, there's a lot of people that kind of talk about the same strategy. And once I embraced it, it made a lot of sense. And I will say, I didn't embrace it early on. Like November and December, I didn't really operate this way. And 
you know, a couple of my favorite projects, Secrets of Perlative Society, Bubblegum Kids, Crypto Dads, and Crypto Chicks, I all, I ended up, you know, I bought like two, maybe two on each of them. No, one on a lot of them, two on a couple of them, and then sold one of them and kept one. But right now I'm kind of kicking myself for that, right? So the reason that I like to buy three, and it's kind of, this is not anything that's like rocket science, is that I buy three and one of them I'm looking to sell for three times the mint price as quick as I can. Sometimes within an hour, sometimes within 24 hours. Um, and I'll put it up there at like three times the mint price. So if I'm buying three at 0.7, I'm going to hopefully get like 0.21 or 0.24 around like that uh, range for that first NFT. Oftentimes it's before the reveal. I actually sell that one before the reveal. And what that does is it covers my total cost. And what's nice about that is now I'm playing with the other two ones where that, that money goes back into liquidity right away, right? Now, the other two, I usually look and say, which of these is my favorite from an aesthetic perspective? But something I want you to realize is that oftentimes for me to be able to cover my basis, the most rare one of the three is the one I often have to sell first to cover my sales. Now, that might sound a little bit backwards, but for me, it's allowed me to to be a little bit more creative with these other two NFTs. So one of them, I'm gonna pick my favorite of the two and then I'm gonna look at the other one and I'm gonna make a decision kind of like along the way. Should I trade that one in or sell it to find a different art that I like or something that I think might actually have more longer term sale? And then maybe also how does it differ than the one I have, right? If I have one that is super rare that has certain traits, I would love to get a different one. It doesn't have to be as rare, but with different traits, just in case one of those traits ends up being the, the trendy trait where people are, are wanting to buy it, right? And this is where aesthetic versus rarity comes in. Like, I think rarity is important early on, but I will tell you, it's a lot harder to sell a rare version of the NFT than it is the, the ones that aren't as rare where you're not trying to get that much more above the floor. It's just because there are less people willing to pay that much more for the rare version. And so I have one that I'm trying to get back immediately, one that I'm gonna be kind of strategic with, or if I need additional liquidity, I can sell it. And then one that I'm usually holding on to for the long term, even, you know, hopefully, um, you know, in some cases I'll even take that third one and I will flip up, you know, I'll, I'll sell these two to get a more rare one that I want and I'll end up holding one of them um, at the end. And I, and I kind of did that um, with the Women Rise project recently. Um, I also did that with um, with Alpha Girls recently as well. I'm trying to think there was, there's one other uh, NFT project that I just did that with. Um, I'm trying to think of which one that was. But really, you know, it kind of works. It allows me some wiggle room, um, but also it allows me to kind of, uh, you know, cover my basis. Now, not always can I sell that initial one for three times the amount of the three. And you also have to remember if you, if you're buying three and it's a rug pull, it, it, it sucks three times more. If you're buying three and it isn't as successful as a project, it's going to hurt a little bit more. Right. And so this also really makes you aware of where you're spending your money. I made the mistake early on of buying like, I'll just do one of this project, one of this project, one of this project. And I have a whole lot of eh across a whole lot of eh. Like literally that's what ends up being um, in my collection versus like, ooh, you know what? I love this project so much. I'm gonna buy three of them. And it kind of gives you a little bit of checks and balances. Now, this next three, so this is the third of the three by three by three, 
is the you know new projects by threes. And what I mean by that is for our Mint 365 project, right? I'm buying an NFT every single day. I'm researching new NFTs for, for future days. So like right now when we're done with this recording, I'm gonna, I'm gonna finish our research for the projects that we're gonna buy on this upcoming Monday. What I noticed was some days there's like nine projects releasing that I really like. Other days there's like one or two. But what I noticed is if I try to do my research across five projects for that day, it's not as detailed, not as elaborate as if I really try to like focus on three. And so what I do now is when I look at like the day or the week or even like the month, I want to pick like three projects to focus on. Now that also includes three communities to be very active in, right? I think it can be very overwhelming. Let's say you have nine NFTs across five projects. You're like, well, how am I going to be active and have the time to be active in all of these projects? And we have to give ourselves a little bit of grace we also have to give ourselves a little bit of like what I like to call swim lanes, right? These aren't rules. I hate rules. I am a rule violator. You know, sorry, mom and dad, high school teachers. I've never been great when someone tells me that these are the rules, but these are more like swim lanes, right? Where you can bob and weave down the pool and, you know, maybe you're going to buy four projects or maybe you're going to buy two, but at least we're going down the kind of like that right same direction. And I will say I've adopted this idea where, each week, I kind of pick three projects that I'm going to be more active in their discords and more active talking about them on social than I am any other project. And what that's allowed me to do is not feel as like, you know, disconnected and shiny object, you know, uh, chasing and also giving me a little bit more of a strategy feeling um, when I'm a part of these different communities. Now, with Mint 365, that can be a little bit more difficult because we're buying an NFT every single day. Uh, we haven't even bought today's NFT because I, I tried to get into the, the, one of the sneaker uh, poster NFT drops that happened earlier today, uh, and it sold out too fast. I wasn't able to, to um, you know, I, I didn't put enough gas behind it, uh, and I should have known better, but it sold out. So now I have to wait. The, the next Mint drop is at 7 p.m. that we were studying. So that's just kind of one of those, you know, kind of methodologies. Now, I, I mentioned I'm going to give you a bonus three, a, a third, the last one here. And that one is when you're analyzing and reverse engineering, right? Like that's where I like to play with data. I like to focus, you know, the conversation in that direction. I like to, I, I think we, we have to limit how much we go back into our, our past NFT life and decide how we're going to evaluate things. Because, I mean, I did a daily podcast because I knew this space is changing so rapidly, but honestly, I didn't know how rapidly, right? Like the idea that when we started this podcast three months ago, there wasn't such thing as like whitelist chasing like it is right now. We also didn't have such a, a variety of expansion projects. We also didn't have the like um, every project having like a baby and like a mutant and all of these other. So like the space continues to evolve, but it also is important when you're kind of looking back at your decisions, right? And a great example for this is the Mechaverse, right? So Mechaverse NFT, I've mentioned them on the podcast. Um, it's an NFT that I won the raffle opportunity, right? So there was 250,000 people in the raffle. Only 8,888 people got picked. I was one of them. And when I got picked, I immediately was like, I'm going to hold this to January because I want to I learn what it's like to be in a very hyped up project, be in their discord. I want to use this as a learning uh, piece because I'm thinking about this long term. Now, over the next three weeks while they were before the art reveal, I ended up getting an offer for over eight ETH 
to buy, to sell that NFT. And that was, I mean, that was, it still is a massive amount of ETH, but I stuck to my guns and said, I'm going to keep it through January. Now the project ran into some things that went on and then the, it, you know, it, it went to four and then down to two and then back up to four. And then around the, the Christmas time, it kind of bottled down to like 0.5 ETH. And then it went up to like one and then 0.5. And so I could easily, you know, and here's the cool part is I ended up selling my, my Mecca three days ago, which is funny. Hey, there's the rule of threes. Um, and I ended up selling it for, I think 1.94 ETH, I think has ended up what it ended up going for. So I could easily go back three months and be like, man, I lost seven ETH because I had an 8.6 ETH author. I, you know, I lost six and a half ETH. But there's two things there. First of all, as a poker player, you know, the money that if it's still on the table is not yours at that point, right? It's not until you've actually taken it off the table is that money yours. So I don't look at like loss uh, losing 8.6. I decided for my own strategic reasons not to make that a, a, you know decision at that point, right? Makes sense. Now, when I look at that and I say like, let's look at the, like, instead of going back three months, let's limit it to going back three weeks. And three weeks might even be a little bit long in this space, but I will tell you, I almost sold my Mechaverse for 0.8 um, ETH about four weeks ago uh, because the floor had bottomed out and it kind of crested at about 0.8. And so if I go back to look at that, I actually ended up making a, like a one ETH you know, a, a great decision because I ended up selling it, you know, um, just the other day for a lot more. But even in that scenario, like the reason I was going to sell it back then was that there was a project I really wanted to jump into and I just wanted to get liquid. So the reason I say all of that is it's really easy for us to judge ourselves or Monday morning quarterback or go back in there and say, man, if I would have not sold my alien friends on December 21st for 0.6 ETH, and it's now being, it just got sold for 5.5 ETH. Yes, that actually just happened. That happened. I just saw uh, today that one, the, the alien friends I sold uh, for 0.6 is now just sold for 5.5. But you know what? The times were different. The, the, my decisions at that point were different. And I guess got to learn from them and move forward. So I don't, I, I try to only go back into like kind of that reverse engineering um, three weeks rather than, you know, three months or even further back than that. So with that being said, that's my three by three by three by three. So it's, you know, understanding the, the, the three wallet system. It's understanding um, buying three NFTs, uh, you know, and understanding that kind of like that, you know, brand, barometer, barometer, uh, barometer. It's understanding that you should only probably try to focus on three projects from a research perspective, also three projects from a, a hyper engagement perspective. And then, of course, the little bonus 3X that I give you there is Try not to go back too far into the well on how much something is worth. Now, as you guys know, the podcast is super powered by the ADHD coin on Rally. Uh, you guys can check it out at ADHDcoin.com. And I, you know, I love it that we're over 1,300 people supporting uh, the coin right now. The more people that get the coin, the more value all of our coins go up. So if you are currently holding ADHD coin, you want to tell your friends and get more people involved because the more coins in circulation, the more value the coins have. And funny enough, because this is the rules of three, if we go back a little bit more than three months, back to Halloween, you know, the, the, the ADHD coin itself 
was worth less than $3 at that point. And when we, you know, just crossed into January, we, you know, crossed the $10 mark and we've kind of hovered between that $7 and $8 mark uh, at this point. And so it's been a fun ride. You know, you also get additional benefits and bonuses um, for those that are in the Discord. We're going to be also doing some things around NFT whitelists and giveaways for those that are holding ADHD coin. We also have the email newsletter. So many things that are coming um, that you're going to want to make sure to check that out. So thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for checking out the podcast. And as I said, do your own damn research, you know, build your own strategy from this. But I hope what you can do is you can look back at each of those things and don't focus on like the three part of it. Focus more on my, why why am I doing three wallets? Why did I decide only to focus on researching three projects and then fit that into your cycle? Maybe when I said I'm only focusing on three projects a day, maybe it's three projects a month for you or three projects a quarter hey, that's perfectly fine. We each have our own kind of risk first reward and our own uh, strategy and balance. But I just want you to kind of wrap your head around that kind of mentality and strategy. So with that being said, my friends, I hope you make it a great day. I hope you have an amazing uh, weekend. I know we're leading up to uh, the Super Bowl coming up. And if you're listening to this after the Super Bowl, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, so I could never root for the the bungles. Um, but it is a pretty cool story with Joe Burrow. So uh, I'll be tuning into the, the halftime show and that kind of thing. But uh, until tomorrow, my friends, make it a good one. Cheers. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research.